You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Uh, good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for September 22nd, episode 3270, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's off-the-track thoroughbred day as we take a look at the Retired Racehorse Radio Show, also the Thoroughbred Makeover, and the Real Rider Cup. It's all thoroughbreds, all retired thoroughbreds today. It's the best day ever. <laughs> Plus, we're going to do some really bad ads. And in the post show, we're going to talk about some things you need to know if you move to the South, especially Georgia. Hey, y'all. I added the Georgia part. <laughs> it's Also, I want to wish everybody, ha- you know, we're so divided in this country. Everybody's divided about everything except this one thing. It's National Ice Cream Cone Day. I think we can all get behind that. You know, I'm going to I'm going to get behind it. I'm going to go for it. And if you don't like ice cream cones, then it's National White Chocolate Day. So there, we but got everybody don't covered. Like, if you don't it's like a, ice cream cones, you, there's something wrong, wrong with you. Wrong with you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So PETA put on a push to get Anheuser-Busch and Budweiser to stop cropping the table or tails of the Clydesdales they use and they own. And they won because Anheuser-Busch announced that they're no longer going to be docking the tails of the Clydesdales. And you ask, why did they do that? Well, a long time ago, 100 plus years ago, when they were used as work animals, they would dock the tails so the tails wouldn't get in the way of the plows and uh, they wouldn't get uh, they wouldn't cause problems. Well, we, we don't really use them for that a lot anymore. So uh, I'm very glad to see this change. I, of the two Percherons I had, one had a dock tail and one did not. And, you know, they just came that way. Um, and uh, the one that had, I loved the tail and the one I had because it was so fluffy and black, but uh, uh, it didn't get in the way. It didn't get in the way of, you know, anything we did. Uh, but I, could, I always thought that they had to cut them off because, like, like, Cut them off because they would get caught in the harness, well, but you say that doesn't happen anymore. Well, I mean, I think it was mostly, yeah, it would get caught in the harness or the reins would get stuck under the tail or whatever. Um, and I think that that was more of a concern when they were plowing with 12 horses. Yeah. You know, um, or doing things like that. I could be wrong. I'm not a, you know, I don't drive four in hands or six well, in hands it, or anything like it that. It seems either. like at any rate, it would be a lot easier to braid the tail than to cut it off. Like who does that? What kind of craziness is well, that? We'll see if it, now that they've done it, we'll see if now throughout the draft horse community, it, you know, they stop doing it. We'll find out. Um, you know, it's kind of, the tradition thing in the draft horse showing community. Now, I was on a draft horse page when I and I saw this posted, and I was like, "Oh, the comments on the draft horse page are going to be interesting." And everyone was like, "It's about time." 
I was surprised. The, the, the word tradition to me in the horse world never is anything good. Like there's never anything good about the, it's like traditional training, traditional feeding, traditional anything, traditional hoof care, traditional medicine, all of that. And traditions with the way, like how many times in the racehorse world, because we're going to talk about racehorses today, is tradition part of it. And usually it's something that needs to change. Well, one of our auditors posted the other day that there's a Western show. I forget what it was. You probably saw the post, too. It was a Western show of some kind where you had to wear a cowboy hat and they wouldn't allow you to wear a helmet. What? Yep. You couldn't compete if you wore a helmet. You know, probably claiming tradition, right? Yeah. Um, All for the sake of tradition. tradition. Yeah. Well, you know, <sighs> Lindsay Partridge will tell you the importance of wearing a helmet right now. Yeah. So, yeah. kidding. <laughs> How anyway, many people can? All of us can. So that's good Duh. news right there. Uh, good news from the world of beer and horses. <laughs> <laughs> beer and horses and Now, that's a tradition and... that shouldn't go away. Beer and horses. Uh, we have a bunch of auditors with birthdays this weekend. Amy Walrath, uh, Janet Howe, Alexandra Kerr, Anna Biffle, Carrie Garvey, and my friend Chris Kermitsos, who started PodFest. It's his birthday this weekend, too. So happy birthday to all of you. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. Well, we have to be on our best behavior from now on, Glenn. Which I, I think we pretty much are typically in the in the regular Most show. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Um, I would like to to give a daily winnie to my son's teacher, Miss Lisa. Miss Lisa is Mary Poppins of teachers. She is amazing and she's wonderful. She had the and we had and the whole thing, Oh my god, yeah. she's she's just incredible. And she so on steps and sings songs. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much sings to the children. Yeah. She's she's a sixth grade teacher and she's amazing. And well, we god had bless a her for being a sixth great teacher let's I start know, there right? <laughs> well we had our parent teacher conferences yesterday and um i i found out something yeah you're a terrible mother well that goes something <laughs> no they have a li- they've listened to our show what they have listened the class to- Horses in the morning. I don't know if the class, but like apparently Lucas is very proud of me and tells people that I have this show. So they sat down and listened to, I don't know how much of it, but to some of it. And uh, I think they listened to the episode where I gave him his his birthday daily Winnie back in May. And uh, then apparently, you know, because at the beginning, you're listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. That's dad. (laughs) <laughs> so, so yes, my husband does do some voices on the show and, uh, they were very excited. So anyway, Miss Lisa is this amazing, wonderful, awesome teacher. Lucas loves going to school because of her and, uh, and, and be on your best behavior. Wait, the teachers really do make a difference, especially in elementary school. I mean, oh because you could usually have the same teacher the whole time. That's the part of it. But I mean, you got a good one. You do want to go to school. You got a bad one. It's like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. And and he loves her and she's wonderful. And uh, they they have uh, sampled some of the podcasts. So I'm just saying mm, you better. Okay. Uh, I better be careful here. Behave. <laughs> Behave, Glenn. Behave. <laughs> now, the other thing that's happening at the farm right now is 
you remember last week or a week or so ago when the the two dogs and the two goats oh yeah the showed posse up. showed up the posse showed up well they told their friends as <laughs> <laughs> they always do and i just got a text from ginger who lives in the house by the road on our property and uh, she just sent me a picture of the german shepherd and the German Shepherd is a dog. He's probably about six, nine months old, not not quite a year old German Shepherd. And he showed up about mm, four days ago and he was outside the gate, like wanting to come in. <laughs> and so Ginger let him in and she fed him. Do you and have the, an animal magnet on the gate? What is I'm telling you, they're <laughs> talking about it. They're talking. And so yesterday he came back and she she kept him the whole day, he kept calling the owners because when she found the owners initially, she returned him and gave him back. And they lived down the street. I, I guess probably maybe about half a mile away. So they live down the street. So she returns the dog. Uh, yesterday it came back and she called them all day, but they were at work. And so they didn't answer. And so she ended up taking the dog back last night to, and she kept it all day. We had the dog in the, in the house all day long. Um, and then uh, she just texted me a picture of him. In her living room. <laughs> so I'm like, I thought that you were able to take him back. She's like, yeah, I did. I did. And he came back today. So I don't know where we can go, how we can go forward with this. Um, but she's like, I feel like he needs. I'm like, stop it. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, you don't Do not need have to another, another dog. One. We don't, yeah, we don't especially need one that eats that much. <laughs> No, 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 we're good. We're good. And I was like, mm, here's who you need to call. This is who I called when the goats and dogs showed up the other day. And like, but she's like, but he needs a home. I'm like, stop it. He has stop a home. It. He just won't stay there. <laughs> yeah. He just likes our home better. <laughs> <laughs> Time for a better fence, people. Time for a better yes. fence. Time for a better fence or a new home, but it's not this one. <laughs> hey, before we get to talking about thoroughbreds, I, there was a story in the horse. Growing up, one of the things your parents always tell you is eat honey for this, take honey for that. Honey's it's, good for everything, right? Yeah, yeah, obviously it's good for your allergies, good for teaching horses to take bits. <laughs> it's, it's really helpful. <laughs> well, there was an article in the horse about treating equine joints with medical grade honey post-surgery. So I didn't realize that right now veterinarians around the world on on the outside after they stitch a horse up, they'll put honey on it. And that's to keep it from getting infected. Now they use medical grade honey and you ask, what's a medical grade honey? Is that a special bee that's been sterilized? What? You know? Obviously this is not something we just go to the grocery store and buy, right? Apparently not. For honey to be labeled and sold as medical grade honey, it must undergo undergo sterilization by gamma radiation. To destroy, oh, no, you, you know what? What could possibly go wrong with gamma radiation, <laughs> Hulk? I don't know. <laughs> to destroy potentially harmful microorganisms. It's so funny. I thought of the Hulk too. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, they radiated to get rid of all the bad stuff, and what's left is all the good stuff that honey does. So what they've done research on now is not only putting it on the outside, but actually putting no. it in the joints. No. So they will before they. St- suture up, they will put honey in the joints and around the inside to keep it from getting sepsis, from getting infected. And on the tests they've done so far, it's worked. 
Um, So medical grade honey contains a mixture of antimicrobial compounds, and there's no known microbial resistance to it in horses. So they actually will put it right in the synovial structure, and it's they do that to keep infection out. So, Would this be something that you could use, like in lieu of legend? You know, like no. like and you just inject it is, into the joint joint fluid. I think this is just to keep infection out after surgery. So uh, it's post surgical. But apparently, they've wow. also experimented on this with people, and it's working on people. Honey just does it, like honey's apparently good for everything. Well, I remember we were talking to Dr. Siemens, Dr. Madison Siemens. He's a veterinarian that comes on the show a lot. And he has mentioned, you know, for wounds to put honey on it. And I was like, can I just put honey on? He was like, no, put, you know, medical. Where, where do I find that? Well, where do I, I get that? I, health food store? I, I don't know where you get it, but apparently it contains Manuka honey made by honeybees that collect their nectar from the Manuka bush. Oh, well, I have those out front, so we should be fine. <laughs> and that, uh, the Manuka bush inhibits bacterial growth and stimulates healing. So the bees have to be eating a certain kind of bush, is what I get out of this. And I don't know where you find those bees or where you find these bushes. But uh, <laughs> but then I got me thinking, I'm going to look up what other benefits honey has. You want to hear some of the benefits that's attributed well, to honey? Well, let's see. I know when we had, when I lived in Arizona, I was allergic to everything. And so they were like, you have to get have honey from bees that are in this area because they produce the things that would be in their honey that you're allergic to, and it'll help you fight off the uh, allergies. That's, that's one of the things. Did it work? I don't know. I moved. <laughs> <laughs> it's also useful in weight management. I'm not quite sure what, what that involves. Nourishes your skin and face. Are you supposed to rub it on your skin? Wouldn't you be just a sticky mess when you were done? Yeah, right. Uh, boosts your memory. I need, I need to eat more honey. Uh, home remedy for cough. Well, that's allergies, right? Uh, natural home remedy for dandruff. Are you supposed to use it as shampoo? You just rub it in your hair like peanut butter getting gum I guess. out. <laughs> Used for healing wounds, just what we talked about. A natural sleep aid. Well, that's if you put it in some soothing Ooh. tea, right? No, you yeah. know what you use honey for for a sleep aid is you take a spoonful of honey and you put it in really hot water and you stir it up and then you put a little lemon juice in it and then you put whiskey in it. Oh, yeah. That's a hot toddy, baby. There you go. (laughs) I mean, sleep will come in 15 minutes. (laughs) Helps with gum disease. It's a natural energy drink and prevents help uh, with eczema. Again, I don't know if you have to rub it on. (laughs) Yeah, do you? And you have to find the gamma radiation honey, okay? (laughs) That's right. You don't want any old honey for that. So there you go. Honey, it's an amazing thing. You never know what you're going to learn mm-hmm. on Horses in the Morning. We're going to now... Ooh, it's almost hot toddy season again. It yes. is. It is. But you know what else we're going to learn this morning is you use Kentucky Performance Products products. I certainly do. Tell us about one or two of them that you're using currently with your horses. Okay. Well, the vitamin E goes without saying. Everybody's on the vitamin E. Uh, but I use microphase and I just started using it again. I, I come off of it in the summer, uh, but it's a... A vitamin and trace mineral supplement and you just give them like two ounces and I buy this big container and it lasts me a year and I put all of my horses on that and uh, the summer games electrolytes. So if you go to the store to local 
feed store and you buy that, you know, bright pink electrolytes that may have salt in it, but the summer games electrolytes that they use at Kentucky performance products, it has trace minerals as well as the salt. So in the summer games electrolytes, there's calcium, phosphorus, salt, magnesium, potassium, copper, iron, manganese, and zinc. All of those things are in the summer games electrolytes. So on the days that it's like really stupid hot, I'll give everybody just a little scoop of it. And then all winter long, if it's cold, I just give them a little scoop of it too. So there are some days I don't like, I'm like, oh, this seems like a good weather day. Everybody should be drinking, but you know how important it is to give the horse. Now, again, I'm not a doctor and I don't work for KPP. So do what your veterinarian recommends, but that's what I do. And I really feel like I really feel confident in their summer games product. It's, it's, just, it's, a, it's, there's a reason that they put the magnesium in it and the phosphorus and the, the, you know, uh, Karen at KPP can tell you all the reasons, but I just love the product. I just and like it's the great. fact that it works <laughs> and it works. Yeah. <laughs> KPPUSA.com. Let's now change gears and head over as part of Telefriend September. We're going to talk to the host of Retired Racehorse Radio. Joy's going to join us. And we're also going to be talking a little bit about, believe it or not, it's Thoroughbred Makeover Time. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. And there'll be a meetup there and all that. So we're going to find out all the details from Joy. I'm so pleased to welcome to the show a very good friend of mine, Joy from Retired Racehorse Radio. Hi, friend. Hi, it's so great to be here. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad to have you on. Um, now, for those who may not know what Retired Racehorse Radio is, why don't you tell everybody? Yeah, so we are part of the HRN family. Um, we've been around, gosh, 2019, and we are the podcast that advocates for the adoption, aftercare, and retraining of retired racehorses. That's your thoroughbreds, your standard breads. We've done Arabians. We're hitting all aspects. And for those who don't know either, Jamie started that show with me initially. <laughs> I did. I did. We did a lot of episodes together, close to 100, I think. And then, uh, yeah. yeah, then fortunately, we were able to have Kristen take over and she's been a total touchdown, which is awesome. Yes, it's it was a very organic pick there because um, everyone knows, Jamie, how amazing you put the work into your thoroughbred aftercare program. It was like a perfect transition for you. And Kristen comes in with the Western side because so she's got thoroughbreds and standard breads of her own. So it's, it's been a nice dynamic. Now, I, I know you know this, but all the years that we talked to Leandra Cooper from New Vocations, and I would always say off the air, I'm like, listen, if you get an American Pharaoh baby, let me know. I want an American Pharaoh baby. Well, then, uh, lo and behold, she calls me. She's like, I've got an American Pharaoh baby. And I, I didn't tell you this. So she calls me on like a Monday. And mm -hmm. I said, uh, oh, that Monday morning, like 6 a.m., she messages me. We've got one. And so I sat and talked to Chad and all this. And we, you know, like I can just hop a flight. So on so I told her, I was like, all right, I'll be there tomorrow and take a look at him. And she's like, okay. So I show up at, so I land in Lexington. I get in an Uber and I take the Uber out to New Vocations Farm and I get out of the car and she looks at me and she goes, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> I was like, no, dude. 
cute. I seriously have been wanting one of these horses forever. And he ended up, he's such a sweetie. And I adopted him and haven't done much with him because he was, had just come off the track and mm-hmm. really needed some downtime. He was a little body sore and things, but what a, a sweetheart and what a touchdown. And that place, New Vocations, is just incredible. Just, I, I got to okay. meet the veterinarian that works there and he is so great and they just you know we're gonna have hopefully we can get a need emotion on and she is a big part of advocating for off the track thoroughbreds and also for the real rider cup which benefits new vocations and i just mm-hmm. learned being there like none of that money is wasted like they put it all into the horses it's just really really awesome facility in place they are they are a phenomenal partner to have for this podcast so uh, we partnered with New Vocations. We feature an adoptable horse every single episode. We rotate between thoroughbreds and standardbreds of all types. So there's definitely something for everyone. And then we've also partnered with the Retired Racehorse Project because they run the thoroughbred makeover every October, which is what we're getting really geared up for right now. Yeah, so the Thoroughbred Makeover, October 11th to the 14th. We st- I started doing the show with you because I competed in the 2019 makeover, and mm-hmm. it is it is just a spectacular event, a spectacle, if you will, of all thoroughbreds, shapes and sizes. It's so cool. So tell us a little bit about what we're going to see and what you're going to do at the RRP. Yes. So it's a big year again, for those who might remember the mega makeover that happened in 2021. This year is a little bit like that too, because they have a broodmare division, which is brand new. So cool. So we're yeah, so we're expecting about anywhere between 350 to 400 horses to be attending. Um, and at 10 different disciplines, they'll be competing in everything from English, Western, Trail. There's the freestyle, which everyone gets very excited for. Uh, my partner, Zach, will be coming with me as my assistant for the week. And he's very excited to watch polo. That's his favorite part of it. So lots of fun things happening there. And then there will be a listener meetup on Thursday at 5 p.m. at the uh, Covered Arena. It's the Barrels and Brews. There will be, be a beer garden and food trucks and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Justine Griffith is coming from Heels Down Happy Hour. She's competing this year, so she'll be joining us. We'll be doing kind of a mini-sode. So we would love for people to come out and hang out with us for a little bit Thursday, October 12th at 5 p.m. So in the broodmare division, what are some of these sports? That, so, so the divisions that happen, you know, you've got the mm-hmm. hunters, the jumpers, eventers, uh, polo cross, you've got uh, the fox hunting kind of portion of it. Yeah, field hunters. Field yep. hunter. Yeah. And Barrels, then, working ranch. Yes. Thank you. And what are some of the ones that the broodmares are going to do? So they have access to the same disciplines. They'll just be in their own competition. Most of them are doing more flat work. Um, So I know several of them are in dressage. There's several that will be in trail. Um, There are a couple that I believe are doing the freestyle too. So it's a smaller group this year, but we're really excited to see the kickoff of this program for the broodmares who may not have had the best career in breeding, whether it was they weren't taking or it was too stressful for them and are ready for their second riding career. So it's going to be a really exciting and if anyone's horse shopping, there is also going to be the ASPCA right horse barn available. And there is the um, Retired Resource Project uh, Marketplace, too. So there will be several horses who are competing um, that will be for sale. I know a lot of them are negotiable, too, if you want to hook up your trailer to come out that weekend. 
but there is a lot of motivated sellers to get these horses in their next homes and next careers. Now, here's a real question. Are you hooking up your trailer and going? I So, almost. <laughs> yeah, we can't go. Zach would love me to bring another horse home because he started riding. Uh, that's not happening quite. Awesome. Yeah, I want to see a bigger commitment from him first. Good but call. one of my students, uh, she is looking <laughs> okay, for wait a minute. first Stop, tour. stop, stop. <laughs> yeah, stop. you knew he had to jump in. Well, yeah, because, I know. because I know. if it was the other way... <laughs> You would just say, well, I'll get around to riding that horse. I know I have three, but I'll get around to riding the fourth <laughs> one. He doesn't ask you for a bigger commitment. No, he doesn't get to. <laughs> Glenn, that is none of his business. There okay? is, there is a double standard here. It's one thing if I want the second horse. And then I'm like, okay, well, we can say it's your horse, but it's really my horse. Mm -hmm. My horse is like three horses in one. <laughs> I don't need it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know Chad does that too because my husband will very much like encourage the purchase of the horse and I'm like yes I understand that you think it would be okay but I have to do all the work and I think sometimes yes. that they forget this and we have to do all the work Zach's kind of like you know a kid who wants a puppy we want all <laughs> the fun parts of the puppy but we don't necessarily want to do the hard parts yet so when I see more of that commitment I will consider it. But I do have a student <laughs> coming with me. She's so excited. She's worked her butt off this last year uh, with her dressage test and really put the effort in. She just had her first lease that was super successful. So mom and dad and I have all talked and we are going to be horse shopping. We have a couple horses lined up that we're going to look at. Oh, that's fantastic. So yes. it's like by proxy shopping, you know. Yeah. It's That's the fun awesome. part where I don't have the responsibility in full. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. That's the best kind. Well, where can people go learn more about the retired racehorse project and the thoroughbred makeover and new vocations and all those things? Yes. Lots of fun stuff. The easiest way, listen to our podcast, follow us on social media, retired racehorse radio. We're on all the same players as horses in the morning. Uh, you can learn more about the thoroughbred makeover by going to the retired racehorse because uh, some of those events need tickets, but most of it is free. Uh, so you can check out, see what the itinerary is there. You can also check out the marketplace. And then if you're shopping for a horse, like to go through new vocations, horseadoption.com. Fantastic. Joy, love you, mean it. Always good to talk to you. Same here. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Joy. See ya. Well, coming up next, uh, we are going to speak. We're going to continue the retired racehorse uh, theme for today, but we're going to switch gears to a different competition. Uh, Maggie Kimmett is going to join us, and she's part of the Real Rider Cup. And we're going to hear about that right after we hear from U.S. Rider. As horse owners, we spend a lot of time on the road. Let U.S. Rider help keep you covered. Our equestrian motor plan offers fast, reliable, nationwide service from our highly trained roadside assistance team. 24-7 coverage for both you and your horse. Membership includes horse trailer servicing, towing, flat tire repair, even on dual wheels, battery assistance, and lockout service on any vehicle in your plan. We also have your equine companions covered with referrals for emergency vet services, barrier referrals, and emergency stabling assistance. Get peace of mind on the road for you and your horse. Join U.S. Rider today. 
please welcome to the show Maggie Kimmett. Anita Motion actually had to cancel and scramble Maggie at the last minute because she has COVID, which sucks. But Maggie, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Now, um, yeah, from what I understand, you're Anita's wingman, so you should know all of the things <laughs> we're going to talk about. Thank you for coming on with like 30 second notice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's now, a, it's a subject near and dear to our hearts. So I, I hopefully I can answer all your questions. Well, the, we were going to talk about the real Ryder Cup, and of course, mm-hmm. you know, Graham and Anita Motion are just ginormous off the track thoroughbred, like retired racehorse advocates. They are just in the thick of it. And for those who don't know, uh, the first ever thoroughbred makeover, they kind of spear, I'm not, I won't say spearheaded, but they jumped in and there was a lot of good media and press because they had Ichabod Crane, who they put in training with Philip Dutton, who of course, shocker, won the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, that was, um, that was in 2014. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, that was the second retired racehorse project which um, was actually the brainchild of uh, brainchild of Stuart Pittman, yeah, who has Stuart since was... gone into yeah local Maryland politics here and kind of you... stepped away from it. Maggie, he announced that on our show. Yeah, that's how yeah. long we've been doing this. <laughs> oh, he announced that he was that he was uh, moving that he was... into politics. Is that right? No, no, he announced no. that he was going to do the makeover on our show. We've been doing this since oh. 2010. So he announced it here, and, and we yeah. were one of the first ones to talk about it all those years ago. It was yeah, so it's exciting. been a while. Yeah, and I mean, well, it's really grown. So it's I'm so proud to have been a part of it, and and I've competed in it. It's been it's been awesome. So, uh, what you guys now came up with um, was is the real Ryder Cup. Tell us of what the real Ryder Cup is, and I know it took place this past past weekend. But for those who might not know what it is, explain it. Well, it started uh, really just kind of as an as an idea. Um, and Philip Dutton was involved in it initially with Anita. She just kind of came up with this concept and said, wouldn't it be fun if we had folks who don't normally do this, do this? So the first, uh, the inaugural event was in 2017, and it was held basically during the lunch break over at uh, Plantation International. We had their their big uh, show jumping arena at our disposal for a little while and and got a lot of got a lot of attention because we like I said we had folks that you wouldn't normally see going over a, a, a modified smallish jumper course the fences were two six but we had jockeys we had trainers veterinarians breeders owners people who are not out there jumping fences all the time um, Dr. Dean Richardson was one of the first riders on the vets team and uh, the jockeys we had Rosina Provnik and her husband Joe Sharp rode against her on the trainer team um, so it was a lot of fun and just, you know, just kind of a novelty event, to be honest with you, the first year or two, because we did try to to recruit recognizable names in the racing industry. Um, and then it actually just sort of got some traction and grew legs and took off and became something that everybody wants to do, which naturally is very gratifying to us um, because it's helped us raise to date, over $500,000 for thoroughbred aftercare in six years. Wow. Um, yeah, so it, it's just, it's really kind of evolved and um, and morphed into um, the kind of competition that they're, they're not just, uh, it, it's changed a little bit and then it's not just notable names, you know what I mean? It's like, and now, truthfully, it's very competitive because now these riders who are doing this do it all the time. 
and you know they're out there and and you don't see you don't really see the gaffes i mean the first year or two it was actually kind of comical because some of these people were were very frank about the fact that they were nervous about doing it didn't do it all the time so you know you'd see somebody occasionally pop in a stride at the last minute or grab some main and things like that but all with you know great humor and sportsmanship um one of the funniest things i'll never forget this is in the in the inaugural event sean clancy rode and sean of course was a very very accomplished steeplechase jockey for many years and probably won some of the biggest races you know that that we run in this country and he came out of the ring after after his round and he said maggie i'm never doing this again i'm scared to death <laughs> and what? yeah he was That's it funny. was who would have, who saw that coming that somebody who's out there you know jumping fences going four miles and things fences don't fall you do and and he was terrified to go over this course over there at plantation so he did kind of uh, a few years ago we managed during covid to to still hold this competition virtually or what folks did was they videoed their rounds and we posted them and then it became a um, you voted on who your favorites were um, so it was a different format but it enabled us to keep going in in 2020 and 2021 and now you guys have made it such a uh huge part of the thoroughbred aftercare because these people they you don't just pluck them out they come to you and they have to raise money yeah 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 they do and uh you know like i said very enthusiastic about it and just um we kind of adopted this little slogan jump on because it had a, a lot of different meanings and it's it's sort of our little catchphrase that we use all the time now. Um, but yeah, we definitely have people come to us. And one of the things that I love most about it is every year, riders will say to us, I can't wait to come back next year. And that's happened uh-huh. every year. And now, as you've probably noticed, in 2022 and 2023, we've had two legs. Um, thanks to the uh, to an assist from the Retired Racehorse Project's admin team, which are spectacular folks and have really helped us out a lot as this thing has grown beyond just you know a few of us who were originally doing it um so in july we hold the kentucky leg down in lexington at new vocations at mareworth farm they host the event and then we come back here in september to fair hill and we're no longer at plantation we're now part of the fair hill thoroughbred show which is right here at fair hill um they invited us to join them so we're sort of their kickoff event uh on friday night and then the show runs on saturday and sunday every Mm -hmm. september yeah, it's great. So these people that want to sign up and do it, they have to pledge to raise a minimum of $1,000, which goes to Fairhill Thoroughbred Show, New Vocations, and the RRP, which is just fantastic. And like you said, I mean, it's working because you've raised over half a million dollars for these organizations. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, nobody saw that happening originally. Um, you know, I think I can remember being excited. Oh, we raised 17000 or something like that. So it's just, like I said, it has snowballed. And every dollar goes to those three beneficiaries. So, I mean, we're very, very proud of it and just super excited every year to have everybody come back. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's just kind of, it's become, it's become a, a this sort of monster. <laughs> that, I love it. You know, I love that, it. That, uh, it's for, you know, it just, it couldn't be for a better cause. And we're just thrilled to death that people have embraced it the way they have. Well, we certainly hope that and it feels better soon. Where can people go to learn I got a about question the real before oh, she go goes though? Um, so we we all know that Grand Motion won the Kentucky Derby with Animal Kingdom 
several yeah. years ago. I have to and the ask, Dubai World Cup. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, yeah. and Animal Kingdom is now at stud in Japan. Has Animal Kingdom developed a taste for sushi and ramen? Is my question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that, but you know the, the 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 folks over there at the Stallion Station are wonderful with the social media, and you can tell that he's the one guy's favorite. It's very obvious to me, anyway, because he was my favorite, and I just adore him and still do. So I'll post and repost everything that they share with him. And he definitely gets a lot of carrots. I can tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Well, where can people learn about the Real Rider Cup? Go to therealridercup.com. And we have a complete archive of every year that we've done this. Lots of photos and results and, and press releases and whatnot. So pretty much everything you need should be right there. And Jaden Short, congratulations. She won the one at Fairhill yeah. this uh, this week. So congratulations to her. And thank you so much for joining us, especially at the last minute. But it's something important that we wanted to talk about. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you, Maggie. I spent the entire show waiting for that line, and she laughed. I'm so I was like, as soon as you said that, I just rolled my eyes. I'm like, <laughs> oh. she laughed. She laughed. I don't want to hear it. She laughed. It's like, it's like, you, what, you remember how um, on Wednesday we talked about how what makes me happy is when I ask a vet a question yes. and they say, that's yes. a really good question. Yes. Well, when you say some people laugh, that's your thing. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better than that. We're going to be right back. Speaking of laughing, we're going to be right back with some really bad ads in just a second. For first-time horse owners and new riders, finding the information and support you need can be challenging. That's why Equine Network has partnered with Sentinel and Absorbine to bring you My New Horse. From important horsekeeping information and how-to videos to social media communities, exclusive experiences, and more, My New Horse is your one-stop shop for riders of all levels and disciplines looking for easy-to-understand horse care information and guidance. Start your horse ownership journey today. Visit MyNewHorse.com. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. That's right. It is that time of the week when we do some really bad ads. Really bad ads are ads that are sent to us by listeners, either from Craigslist or Facebook, and about various things, usually farm-related, and we have fun with them every week. We also give away prizes, although I don't have the new prizes from horselovers.com yet. Uh, They're coming. Anybody that submitted last week and this week are in the prize pool for the next batch of prizes. Now, remember what happens. If we don't get any prizes in, Glenn will send the winner a check for $1 million. (coughs) Disclaimer. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody really thought they were going to win a million dollars. You ruined it. Well, we have tons of people that did submit ads. We can't get to all of them, but man, it was a big week. Margaret, Melinda, Kaylin, Cheryl, Jessica, Adrian, JoLynn, Alice, and Kaylin, Rosemary, and all the ones we read. You guys are all entered for the prizes. And we're going to get started today with Steph sent this one in, and it's a car. We don't have cars too often. It's a 2004 Pontiac Aztec Sport Utility four-wheel drive. Yes, you heard that correct. Has 90,000 miles on it and is in Wisconsin uh, for $1,500. 
And this is the ad. I literally bought this vehicle for my 160-pound dog to ride in. That's a big dog. (laughs) What kind of dog? It's Clifford. It's got to be Clifford. Went to the vet once, and he won't get in again under any circumstances. (laughs) She bought the car for the dog, and the dog's not getting in. And you know what? And what are you going to do about it? You're going <laughs> to lift it up and throw it in there. You're all your dogs, you can pick up and throw in the car. You're not picking this one up. I have only driven the vehicle a handful of times myself. The rear seats are removed in the photos, but they are in my garage, and I will put them back in. <laughs> <laughs> that you might as well get a horse trailer and start working on teaching them to load. <laughs> God, that's a funny ad. <laughs> I've never even heard of a Pontiac Aztec. I, were you even anyway. born then? What year is it? 2004. Shut up. <laughs> I wish. Uh, Mackenzie sent this next one in. Um, it's a, well, it's a half a picture. It's like a picture of a horse grazing, but you can only see, like, the horse's head is down. And you can't, you can only see above the eye level and above the knees and up, and it's, mostly grass behind in the background uh and uh, the appropriate ad here is hey burner up for grabs four xx and i'll even load her you can name her whatever you want <laughs> just get it gone divorce is this a divorce this is the guy uh, this is the something. man <laughs> this, this is a dang hey burner yeah this is all care. the guy knows <laughs> she left him went off with the horse trainer and left her horse <laughs> This poor man who's trying to get rid of it for four hundred. Why you let it be like that? Probably what happened was this is the the husband's horse and he cheated on her and she's like, just get this reminder of my terrible husband out of you. See why you got to go against a woman. Christina sent the following one in because <laughs> I'm outnumbered on the horse radio network by about eight thousand to one. Give it up. <laughs> uh, Christina sent this one in. Brand new fantasy musical horse carousel by price nice and rare $65 in Louisiana extra beautiful colorful quality built and packed in original box hand painted hand sculptured and plays carousel waltz tune as it goes around and around packed in the original box I think you said that already about three times Uh, stored for many years when it's gone that's probably it forever selling as is Okay. Yeah. When you sell something, it's probably it. It's gone forever. That's true. That is true. And did you know it's in its original box? Hey, listen. Yeah. It's nice and rare in its original box. (laughs) For a bargain price of 65 bucks, you two can add this piece. It's tchotchke. Yeah. It's a tchotchke. It's a little horse carousel tchotchke that they sold by the millions in in years ago. (laughs) It's the last one. It's rare. (laughs) It's rare. You're never going to find it again. It'll be gone forever gone forever brooklyn sent the next one in uh she's <laughs> now i understand her comment was it's the where's waldo bad ads trailer edition and um the ad says horse trailer four hundred dollars horse trailer needs tires been setting in my pasture for years wanting to get it gone has a lot of lights inside it that go with it. Serious buyers only. And what is oh the picture God. of Glenn? Good <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. We've had a lot of trailers and fields where the grass grew up around the tires and you couldn't see the tires. This is one where the vines have grown completely over the trailer, the entire thing. And you literally can't see, but bits of blue sticking out. I don't even it's, know what kind of trailer it is. 
I don't even know if that is a trailer. It looks like there's somewhere in the background there's something blue, but the, it's just a wall of it's grass. It's a wall of grass and, and vines. Wouldn't you think to take the vines off of it? But but then again, he's not going to sell this trailer if he takes the vines off, because then people can actually see the trailer. It's only $400, Glenn. <laughs> so, I mean, you know that what? That wasn't worth the effort to clean the vines off. Take it or leave it. Just get it gone. <laughs> Literally, you cannot see the trailer. <laughs> That is ridiculous. That's a bad I ad. mean, it's like whoa! It's like a stock trailer, and it's like woven in and out of the the stock side. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's really bad ad. That's a really bad ad. Taylor sent the following one in. It's a ten year old bay mare. Ten year old bay mare has good ground manners. Does well. W- Wait a minute. This. There's no punctuation. Yeah, oh, let me no. start over. <laughs> Ten-year-old bay mare has good ground manners, does well. Other horses she's been turned out with our, with our gelding she rides. And dose, good Ben putting some weight, W-A-I-T, on her. We got her about month ago, been trying to get her weight on, have good codes of her riding, and takes bit good in saddle. What the hell did I just read? I don't know. I don't know. She's pretty bad. She's pretty bad, has white legs, nice mare, looking rehome, no trades or scams, serious inquiries only. It, this ad sounds like a scam. <laughs> I, I was going to say, they're the scammer. You know what? <laughs> scammers can't meet scammers, so no scammers because we're already scamming. Okay, so in one what? sentence, she's pretty bad, has white legs, nice mare. Is she pretty bad or is she a nice mare? I need to know. Which one it is. I don't understand what you read at all. Ten, how, well, well, most of it's misspelled. Does, which is, well, others, horses, she's, what What on earth? Yeah, that's a bad ad. Well, that, you, you understood <laughs> the assignment of Taylor, so good job. Um, the next one comes from Faye. Are you looking for a fire-breathing dragon? Millie is bat beep crazy at anything faster than a trot. <laughs> Guess how tall she is. She's 13, too. (laughs) (laughs) A bad pony pony. surprise. (laughs) Nine years, nine years old and certifiably a fire breather, which makes her brave and bold on the trails and ready and willing to attack jumps. Literally, you can't stop her. (laughs) She's described as, quote, terrifying by anyone who's seen her cantering, jumping in an arena and as a, quote, natural on the trail. She also seems really cute and sweet, but looks can be deceiving. Don't poke her with a stick and wake her up. You'll be sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I thought of right away is this is a great fox hunting pony. Uh huh. Because you yeah. wanted to jump everything, right? Yeah, so it's I perfect guess. fox hunting pony. You, and you know what? You get to carry a flask along so you can be a little tipsy before you get on this thing. Might help. Can I just say that if you say she's literally a fire breather, mm. that's not that. That's not the use. I don't think that means what you think that means. It's literally means it actually is. Sorry. Just pet Well, when, when I read that, I thought about the dragon in Game of Thrones. <laughs> that's, where, <laughs> that's, where, that's where I went. All right, Lorene. fly, though. <laughs> Lorene's going to end the day, as she always does. Thank you, Lorene, for, for sending this in. You get double the entries if you send your own ads in. Good morning. It's Lorene Barden, and I'm going to read a really bad ad. And this is a Craigslist ad that's titled Horse Red Done, and done is spelled D-U-N-N, for $1,500. Do have papers of her mother selling for $1,500. 
reasons, dot, dot. Neck rain, lunge, sounds with kids or even other animals, comes by her name red. Gets and goes by the swing of your feet or a slap on the ass, just as a horse should be. Oh, God. And that's the whole ad. Um, yeah, not sure exactly what they're trying to say, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. I love Lorene. L- just as any woman ass. should, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's got to slap her on the ass and get her up. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a bad ad, Lorene. <laughs> I love Lorene. I hate other people. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we had a. So, these were some really good bad ads today, people. <laughs> Thank you for submitting them. We really appreciate it. You can send your ads to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. That's Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Auditors, we are going to have a post-show for you. We're going to talk about things you must learn before you head to the South, and Jamie's going to do it in her best Southern accent. She's going to make the lever. She's with her daddy. I uh, haven't even seen it yet, Glenn. I don't <laughs> even know what she's talking about. You need to be a little thicker for your daddy. (laughs) We're going to do that in just a second. We'll be back also here on Monday. You have a terrific weekend. Ride some ponies. Get her done. Is that copyrighted? Get her done. Spay, neuter, and yell. Get her done. Where are you? I I saw Larry the Cable Guy. I saw him yesterday. (laughs) You're going to get sued. I am. Larry. He's, He's probably gearing up the lawyers right now. Time for the Auditor Post Show. We want to remind you that this is not always safe for work or the kiddos. Thanks for hanging around for our nonsense. That's right, nonsense it is. So we have so many people now moving to the South. And one of the articles I read last week said Southern culture is being lost because all the New Yorkers and New Englanders are moving South. And the California people are moving to Oklahoma. You're going to be gentrified in no time there in Oklahoma. Oh, man, it's a big problem out here in Oklahoma, the people coming in from California. When we first moved here, people come up to us and ask us, hey, where are y'all from? Waiting for us to say California. And as soon as we said we's not from California, they's really happy to meet us. <laughs> it's a thing. Arizona was okay because it's also dry and dusty. <laughs> Arizona's like, well, most of the time, Chad would say, oh, I know, I grew. I, I used to live here and just came back after I retired from the military. Oh, hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, being in a in retired military in Oklahoma is a good thing. Yeah, yep, it is. Yep, it's a good thing. Yep. So this list I found, I found it's on a Facebook, somebody's Facebook post, uh, things you need to know if you move to the South. And let's see if you agree with these things, okay? Okay, because you know what happened was I told when I, we first moved here and people say, well, where's she from? And I'd say, I'm from Georgia. They'd be like, all right, <laughs> all right, that'll do. <laughs> Georgia, for some reason, well, every southern state kind of has its own, you feel a certain way about it, don't you? you? You feel a certain way about Louisiana, Mississippi's its own thing, Alabama's its own thing, and then there's Georgia. Can and I then the Carolinas the are kind of like a border state, I think. <laughs> it's just The one thing I miss the most about Georgia, of all the things in the entire world that I miss about Georgia, which yeah, are not many, yeah, yeah. Um, I would like to say that roadside boiled peanut stands is, is what I miss <laughs> the most. We have them here in Florida, too. <laughs> uh, you can get them in the gas station in Florida. Yeah. They have a little thing. You just yeah. scoop them right yep. up. That's the thing I miss the most. Oh, my God. <laughs> I never could get into I love peanuts. I can't do the boiled peanuts. Oh, man. We pull over, and we would, like, rank them. Oh, I can't. Or for... Yeah, we're for a vet, and we would dry. Anytime we saw bull peanut, we'd stop and eat them, and then we'd grate them, I and we had like a list. Shell thing, and they get mushy and little. 
Oh, so good. <laughs> the first one is a possum is a, f- a flat animal that sleeps in the middle of the road. That's true of possums. That's in Oklahoma, too. Many other things. <laughs> in Florida, occasional alligator. Uh, I'd like all the possums to flat down and sleep in the road. <laughs> rather than putting holes in your field? Yeah. No, rather than give them a horse's EPM. <laughs> I love this one. There are 5,000 types of snakes and 4,998 of them live in the South. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. And by the way, I found out that it is um, Copperhead breeding season here in Oklahoma, oh. so that's fun. Oh, so you yeah. have a bunch of little baby ones to deal with. Oh, babies! We got some babies up <laughs> in here. So cute, yeah, all slithery. Oh my god! I wonder how so many. Cute. You do the next one. I'm gonna look up how many babies does a snake have in a in a litter. What do you call them? Uh, <laughs> well. You know what? Backing on what you said about the snakes, there are 10,000 types of spiders and 10,000 of them live in the South, plus a couple no one's never seen before. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I saw one the other day and I was like, I have never seen that kind of spider before. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Australia's been bringing some stuff over. You know what? Number four is if it grows, it'll stick you. And if it <laughs> crawls, it'll bite you. <laughs> okay. So you want the good news about snake babies? Oh, God. Most living, live-bearing snakes, apparently there's one kind of snake that has eggs, but most of them do live-bearing, produce a moderate number of young, numbering between 10 and 30. No. Diamondbacks sometimes produce as many as 40. (sighs) Well, at least that's a good one. (laughs) Uh, I did that weird news story last week where the lady, the people that went down oh, there, like yes. there's a snake wrapped around our hot water heater. And then they went down there and it was like a pregnant snake, a snake uh, and a bunch of babies. And there was like 40 of them down there. <laughs> okay. I'm never going to be right this weekend. No, no. You, you remember how you told me before the show, you haven't been sleeping real well. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to keep that going. Uh, number five said once and twice are words. I've done it twice. Okay. <laughs> Did you use uh, the, your daddy probably used twice. Oh my God. My dad is just as country talking as they come. I mean, I, I don't understand how he house that. I didn't understand half of what he said when we had our last conversation. It is very thick. Yeah. See, it, it's, it's like, it, it shocks me that people with that thick, a Southern accent get jobs. Like, because it's almost like <laughs> he face was in tattoos. sales too. <laughs> it's like face tattoos. Southern accents, the two red flags, <laughs> I would say. But you know what? My daddy did fine. Well, you know uh, what? Because he was working as a salesman in Georgia. So. Yeah. You, you got to translate this, okay? Ready? I'm going to okay. give you a couple words. Right. Jolpy. Nope. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know what that means? Jolpy? Oh, did I go pee? Did you go to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> Jolpy. Jolpy. Yeah. Um, and I resemble number eight here because it it says people actually grow, eat, and like okra. I mean, I have okra coming out of my ears right now because apparently, what percentage of the population actually likes okra? Do you know what I'm having trouble with? Is just first of all, when you go to pick okra, it'll stick you. You got to wear gloves because it's pokey. (laughs) It's one of those, huh? It's got the little tiny microscopic hairs on it that get in your skin and you feel it for the rest of the day. It's the worst, okay? And then if you pick the okras too big, it's like wood. They turn to wood, so you got to eat the little baby's okras, and I don't feel right picking babies. I just don't, okay? (laughs) Uh, Number nine says fixin' to is one word. Doesn't everybody know that? Fixin' to? 
27% of people like okra, according to a study about vegetables. There you go. Well, then they ain't good at cooking it right. Because pickled <laughs> okra is one of the finest foods but in the history of the world. But then you can't find okra in the north either. So, like, I don't remember okra in, in Dutch country, Pennsylvania. There were no okra. Man, I when I go back to Georgia, and they have some here, too, in Oklahoma, is I like to go and get pickled okra in the jar. See, I can <laughs> sell it at the feed store here. Oh, my God, it's my pickled favorite okra. thing. There's two words I don't want to hear together. Would you like a video of me eating mine? Because I have some in my fridge, Glenn. <laughs> it's one of my dad bull peanuts. Oh, my God, I'm as country as it come. All right. Uh, you know, we, we had lunch. It's not a thing, but they said number 10 is there's no such thing as lunch. There's only dinner and then there's supper. That wasn't a thing in our yeah, house. That, and, I, yeah, that wasn't in mine either. The yeah, next one is true. Iced tea, though. We went out to dinner with uh, Kayla last night, and I must have had six glasses of iced tea before I was done. And that, you know, thank God I get the sugar free. But still, I was up going to the bathroom all night because I was, oh, yeah. I, what would you say? I jaw peed all night. Jobby, so here you drank iced tea before bed, and you're wondering why you didn't sleep. Oh, Do you know how much that. caffeine is in iced tea? I didn't put sugar in it. It was unsweet. Caffeine <laughs> is not related to sugar. I like how they call it the wine of the South. That's pretty much true. Yeah, and the sweeter Do a the better. Market with your sweet tea. Hmm. I drink unsweetened tea because, like, I learned a long time ago that if you drink sweetened tea in the South. You'll die. Like you'll have a diabetic <laughs> it's true. seizure. There, some of the sweet tea down here. If you get sweet tea, oh my god, it's just sugar. It's just sugar. I worked in a restaurant in Georgia. You know those little plastic pitchers that they'll bring water to your table. You know, it's just like a regular yeah. little plastic yep. pitcher. Well, we'd make one of those tubs of tea. And you had to add the sugar into it while it was brewing so it would melt in there. And people used to go, oh, my God, y'all have the best tea here. We, I worked at Rock Bottom Brew Pub in Atlanta. Okay. So I would take – you had how you made it was you started the tea making and you took that plastic pitcher and you went to the back – where there was a giant trash can with a lid and the trash can with a lid was full of sugar. And you took that pitcher and you filled it up to the top, dumped it in and then did it again. Two full pitchers of sugar. And y'all want to know why I don't drink sweet tea. I'll tell you what, it was like thick. That's a lot of sugar in one little glass of liquid. Oh my God. It was insane. It was insane. And the, the fact that they've like a trash can full of sugar. I mean, it was like, you know, clean and everything, but still like, well, that's a lot of sugar. When we did our road show, number 17 on the list, when we did our road show, we went through Vidalia where they have the Vidalia festival. It's Vidalia. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You're All the festivals right. across the state are named for fruit, vegetables, grain, insects, or animals. That is true. We, I, we were a week after the Vidalia Festival. We could have went to a festival. Vidalia. Why are you getting it wrong? <laughs> okay. What do you think so they do at an you, onion festival? Why don't you pronounce this for me? Well, they got to have the onion, you know, the crown, the onion princess. <laughs> right. Like, right. The queen. Um, right. So spell this, pronounce this word for me, because this is a constant problem in my marriage. With Now my son's in on it. Uh, P-E-C-A-N. P-E-C. Peak, uh, now, I'm, now I'm thinking about how I'm saying it. I call it a pecan. It's a pecan. 
It's a pecan. I and, and why say pecan? It's not a pecan. It's a pecan. Like, why <laughs> would you say? I mean, because clearly you wanted to say pecan when you heard it spelled. That's how you say it. It's not a pecan. I'll have some pecan <laughs> pie. I like pecans. It's pecan pie. Do they say it wrong out there? Yes. Everybody <laughs> says it wrong unless you're from Georgia. <laughs> And uh, number 23 is, you know, what hissy fit is. And yes, Jamie just had one. Just had one. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> fried catfish is the other white meat. I do swear no. that the only place you see fried catfish is in a menu in the South. You're not seeing that in the North. Yeah, they have it here, too. Oh, do they really? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> I like number 25. We'll make that the last one. We don't need no dang driver's ed. If our mama says we can drive, we can drive. <laughs> How old were you when you first started driving? You know, we had like, uh, when I was growing up, we had 15 acres and the barn was in the very back. And so when I was like nine, my parents bought me a moped, Glenn, and I would put the bags of grain on the seat of the moped and then climb on top of the bag of grain and at nine years old, drive a moped into where they couldn't see me anymore. I look back and like my parents were trying to kill me. They tried to, to off me repeatedly, but I I also grew up in Atlanta, so you weren't road. You know, no, you couldn't do that. I'm not that old. Well, well, because there were four boys in our family. Sometimes in the van, we had a big van with like multiple seats, and sometimes the not a minivan. These were when they were real vans. Um, sometimes the back seat would be out, so if we wanted to go away, they would just put two lawn chairs back there, and two of us sat on the lawn chairs. Do you want me to tell you something I never told anybody? <laughs> Can you imagine that today you get arrested? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, you would. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said van. And it made me think of what my, my brother and I. So I have a twin brother. And we had our vehicle was a van. Like one of those the big, big old Chevy old vans. Yeah. Comfort yeah. van yep, things, yep. you know, Chevy van. Like. We had those like too. The sliding door that you think people are going to get murdered yep. and their body thrown it. Yeah. So that's what my brother and I had. Okay. But we both turned 16 at the same time. And when we were 16, my mom was like, bye. See you later. No more. <laughs> uh, so we had to take this van to school or to, well, she didn't cook. So we just went to Taco Bell like every night. So we had the comfort van and we, we were both the same age and we could never decide on who was going to drive. So we both sat in the driver's seat and I did the pedals and he did the steering wheel <laughs> like for two years. <laughs> That's how we drove everywhere. So the fact that any of us lived through our childhoods is amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> so there's what Again, you need to know moving to the South. When I had a kid, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it all different. Everything different. Uh, yeah. I say <laughs> things all the time and I'm like, oh my God, my mom would never have said that. <laughs> I love it. And he's not riding on a lawn chair in the back of the van? No. no. And he's not co-driving, so it's fine. <laughs> Well, that's it for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. We all have you. We hope you all have. Y'all have a great weekend. You got it, buddy. Have some pecans. Lay it out on the Congratulations. You made it through another post show. Thank you for all your support. Now, go ride your horse. <laughs>